0: In my old age, I'm reticent to preach without a text. And so that process starts, oh, midweek, and I come up with some kind of outline or some thoughts, and on Thursday, maybe do a little more. Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, I get here about 7.30, and I go through the text one more time. And most of the time, you know, I'm okay. I'm not sure if it's okay, but I'm okay. I'm okay with it. But sometimes, it just doesn't come together. I don't know, just doesn't come together. And as I was... Thinking about that this morning, I thought of a professor that I had in seminary in 1974. Somebody do the math. Is that 48 years ago? Almost 50 years. Two years short of 50 years. His name was William Augustus Griffin III. And somewhere in the process of him doing his studies, Dr. Griffin, who was not yet a doctor, had his thesis held up for some reason. We never did know. And so we honored him with a donated dignity. We called him doctor, but he was not yet a doctor, but a fine man a magnificent Old Testament scholar. And one of his favorite books in the Old Testament, if not his favorite, was the book of the prophet Amos that you heard a portion of this morning. Amos, we're looking at an 8th century prophet, a man who lived... some 800, 900 years before Jesus. And he would have made a marvelous Catholic because he understood two tenets of our Catholic faith. One of those is that we as Catholics, and you may never have heard this, we, are Catholic, we as Catholics are called To solidarity, solidarity, it's a theological term, unity or agreement of feeling or action, especially among individuals with a common interest, mutual support within a group. And that solidarity, we are told in the catechism, is to be with the poor and with the marginalized. Amos would have liked that. And secondly, as you read the Old Testament especially, and watch then the behavior of our Lord Jesus Christ, we see that God has a preferential treatment for the poor. We don't want to believe that God plays favorites. In fact, that kind of, mm, no, we're all equal as children of God. But my friends, if you read the Old Testament and you watch the behavior of Jesus, God has a preferential treatment to and for the poor. Amos would have liked that. 2. We heard a few minutes ago, and I must say very well read, Amos's words, Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. So first of all, you ask, when will the new moon be over? Okay, there were certain festivals where merchants could not sell. Instead of rejoicing to God, at that festival, they all sat around going, oh, Lord, I wish this thing was over so I could get back to selling. I need to make some money. That we may sell our grain. Then on the Sabbath, they could not sell either that we may display our wheat. They could put out boxes so that folks could see what they were selling. We will diminish the ephath. An ephath was simply a measure. Kind of like you go in to buy a, a sack of potato chips that used to be a pound, and now it's 12 or 14 ounces. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. They diminished this unit of measure to make more money. And we add to the shekel. That's inflation, folks. People seem to not be able to figure out what inflation is. Well given they can't figure out what a woman is, I guess they can't figure out what inflation is. But inflation is the adding to the shackle. So you used to buy a gallon of gas for 225, and before the summer's over, you were paying almost $5, yeah. And fix our scales for cheating. Now most of us don't go to a uh, a butcher anymore but the old joke about I wonder how many times the butcher has sold his thumb because he puts up 14 ounces on the scale and then lays his thumb on there as he's trying to read it with his bifocals and it's just sure enough 16 ounces 14 ounces worth of hamburger and two ounces worth of thumb. The people of Israel will buy the poor for the cost of a pair of sandals. You could more easily buy a slave than sandals. The cost of a pair of shoes was the cost of a human being. Even the refuse of the wheat we will sell. How often do we hear that, uh, oh, things like dog food use fillers that are sawdust. Now think of your own pet at home. Would you give little Fifi or little Buddy a cup of food and a half a cup of sawdust? Not knowingly, but that apparently is, is true in our society. The Lord has sworn, sworn by the pride of Jacob Never will I forget a thing they have done. Amos says, God's got a long memory. When you cheat his people, when you betray the marginalized. Well, you didn't hear it this morning, but you're going to hear it now. In the fifth chapter of the book of Amos, still reading in the book of Amos, God, through his prophet, says these words, I hate, I despise your festivals. Now, Protestants read that, and then they look at our pageantry that surrounds the mass, and they go, see, God doesn't like that kind of stuff. Well, that's not exactly what he's talking about. Let's go a little farther. And I take no delight in your solemn assemblies, even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings. God says, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. You know, the fatted calf. Take away from me the noise of your songs. There's a particular Christian community that does not use any instrumental music. No organs, no pianos, no flute, no bass guitar. Nothing. Because they think that that means the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. So God doesn't want to hear all that instrumental stuff. He just wants to hear the voices of his people. And then he closes that particular section with these words. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. God does not say that he does not like pianos, guitars, organs, flutes, bass guitars. That's not what he's saying. What God is saying is when you bring that heart that just cheated the poor all week long with you to come to a festival gathering, to come to Shabbat, to come to Sabbath, to come to Mass. When you bring that thief's heart with you and try to worship me, God says, I'm having a real difficult time seeing through your heart and into your Mass. We don't read the prophets often enough. And when we do read them, we read them quickly, first lesson, and yes, I know, some of us didn't get here for the first lesson. I saw you. That's, that's the part of sitting up here in the front. I, I, you know, sometimes we just miss the whole first lesson completely. God looks at our heart, God looks through us into the interior of who we are as Catholic Christians. And God says, you know, yeah, I know. Your grandmother told you if you don't go to church on Sunday, you're going to go to hell. Yeah, and and I uh, I appreciate what your what your grandmother told you, and I know you wouldn't miss it for all the all the tea in China, as they used to say. But you got to bring more than just your physical presence, and you've got to look at your heart and say, dear God, am I living out in my day-to-day life? what you have called us to do through the theology of the Catholic Church to be in solidarity with the poor and to live out through our church the preferential treatment for the marginalized, for the poor, and for the dispossessed. We live in a crazy world, folks. We live in a crazy, crazy world. I don't have the answers. But I do know that an awful lot of people in our culture are using the poor, the homeless, and the dispossessed to beat up on the other side. And that's not right. by either side. We've got to struggle with some real issues and not just make politics look like WWE wrestling on Monday night on Fox. We've got to to elect people who will actually go up there and do something and not just make our government and make of politics as big a show as the World Wrestling Federation. And if anybody thinks that uh, wrestling on television is real, I do have a beautiful piece of, of the London Bridge. I I keep it in Arizona so it doesn't rust, but I'd I'd love to show you some pictures of it and uh, see if you'd like to buy it. We are called to be people who are in solidarity with the dispossessed, and we are called to live out through our church and through our behavior in the world what God told us to look like, to look like his son Jesus, to have a preferential treatment for the poor. Amen.